Welcome back to Queen's Table Talk. We got your two faves in the building today. I'm Victoria J. And we got Miss Fiana from The Things About Us. How you doing today, Fee? Yeah, I am doing good. I'm glad it's Friday. This is the end of my work week. So let's set it down in style. Let's do what it do, baby. Let's make it do what it do. Well, yeah, we're how are you some doing? Queens because, um, yeah, you're coming off some big birthday festivities. Oh, yes. Yeah, I had a ball yesterday. I had mm-hmm. a ball. I got roped into doing a TikTok on a dare. And you know, I can't, I don't, if you tr- ask me and, and you call me a chicken, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it just to prove you wrong. I don't care if it turned out right or not. But I did it and Everybody had to work except for baby girl, and she had the whole day planned for me. I had planned to do nothing. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to go out. I'm going to Uber a little bit and make me some money, and then whatever I make, I'm going to spend on myself. She called me 7 o'clock that morning. She said, I got a whole day planned. Don't do nothing. We came over with mm-hmm. gifts and flowers and I was like, you better do the thing, girl. Then my son and my other daughter sent cash app money. Money is always good. Always. We walked in the door and hubby had gifts. And I was like, girl, this was better than your 50th birthday. (laughs) And queen and queen. A true queen fashion, huh? It's, girl, I couldn't ask for anything better. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. They surprised me. They really did. I felt you blessed. Know, that's, what, that's what makes it special, the surprise, you know. Yeah, she bought me some sunflowers. I had been telling her, there's this lady that live around the corner. She's got these beautiful sunflowers planted right out front. I said, mm-hmm. I'm going to sneak over there one night and cut me a couple stems down. So she bought me this bouquet of sunflowers. It's so pretty with the baby's breath. And, and you know what? When I was a kid, my grandma, when my grandma just used to do some of the wildest things, um, living in the projects, but and she used to love eating sunflower seeds. Girl, one day she planted some in the front yard. Yeah, she that so tall. And when them seeds came out, baby. Mm, I bet I rem- you that was pretty. I remember my baby sister had her plant a pumpkin in the front yard. Now, I don't know if you know about pumpkin. Girl, they vine mm-hmm. all the way out. Girl, she done planted this pumpkin seed. This pumpkin still vine started growing and grew all the way out the length of the yard. Girl, she done had to turn it to come back and grew her, grew uh, my baby sister a pumpkin. Oh, wow. And she took it to my other grandma and she made her a pie out of it. Yeah, out of here. See, we need to go back to some of that old school stuff. <laughs> yeah, we need some We need some more uh, big mamas like that. We need grandmamas Ooh, like that. What you talking about? I've been reminiscing mm-hmm. with the auntie and she been sending me the old black and white photos. That was mm-hmm. one of the best birthday presents I got yesterday. She sent me a p- bunch of pictures of my grandmother and my grandma was mm-hmm. a pastor and um she went to Jerusalem and she went with Jerry Falwell and them back in the day and I've got all those pictures and when they started coming in through text yesterday I said oh I can't wait to go print these off I mean my grandmother did some amazing things I mean with big names that we know now like T.D. Jakes they hobnob when they were little so just Mm -hmm. to come from that type of heritage and actually have the photos of it it's like Absolutely. Y'all won't believe me, but I can show you the photos of my grandma with these people. <laughs> I got some history over here for you. I got some yeah. history over here. Girl, that makes me feel a little underaccomplished because my baby sister has gone to Jerusalem. Really? Baby, yeah, she went. Um, her church group had taken a, a pilgrimage tour. But yeah, mm-hmm. she did. I, I want to go. That's what I was telling. That's how we got on that subject. I was telling her, I said, I can remember. I said, I don't know what happened to it, but I remember grandma had a photo and I believe she was in Jerusalem. She said, yes, she went. I went Jerry Falwell and them. It was a whole bunch of them. She said, I think it was like 40 of them and Mm -hmm. they went and they spent like 10 days. She said she came back so happy and 
full of life and I said I got some history over here I truly do come from queens and kings kings Absolutely. and queens yes. <laughs> I'm going to embrace my heritage <laughs> and that's just like me you know in college I had a roommate um, and she was from Africa she was from Malawi Africa and there's no reason I shouldn't have been yet you know she's back there and she's always like you know you should come you should come you know what I think I need to go ahead I think you do too Mm -hmm. I started my bucket list about 20 years ago I'm checking it out I'm going to Jerusalem you know what and I did a bucket list and I kind of tossed it to the side I think I'm going to revisit that revisit revisit and start how they do it what was the movie What it was the bucket list where they had the little list and he was checking Mm -hmm. off and marking through that's what I do you know and I'll tell you probably one of the first things and it's probably one of the easiest things that I could do and I know I'm going to catch some slack on this from somebody learn how to swim because I don't don't know know how how to swim swim. and I'm going to tell you when I was a kid and every time we would go to the pool I would always end up with an ear infection you know in the pool you trying to swim water in your ears and then what I found out is I had a perforated eardrum Oh. And so anytime I'd get water in my ear, I'd get an ear infection and uh, a horrible earache. And I don't know if you've experienced, but to me, an earache is probably one of the worst pains because there's nothing you can take uh-huh. to alleviate any of the pain. All you can do is get the antibiotics and wait for them to work to clear up that infection. Oh. And so that gave me that big fear of water. You know, because after excuse me, after suffering for so long and that pain, I was like, no, sir. But I never had an earache. I ain't never had one. Uh, and the way it sounded, it sounded like I don't never want one. <laughs> yeah. Because I say, and you know how you know how you feel when you get a toothache, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. To me, it's worse. It's like I said, it's ten times worse because there's nothing you can take that's gonna alleviate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to once you get those antibiotics, you gotta wait for it to run its course. Well, I ain't looking yeah. forward to that one. Well, oh, yeah, that's on my bucket list. I need to do that. That's we do, we do. You check off one, I'll check off one. We'll get the other queens in on that too to start a okay. bucket list. Speaking you know of what, which, then we it's do. Virgo season. Okay. Shakita's okay. on her little birthday Vegas trip to go see the queen bee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, I have at it. I ain't young no more. You know what? Young is a state of mind. Yeah, that's true. It's a state of mind. But I feel you because, you know, I, I get, I'm get, i getting those uh, approaching my, well, I'm going to say midlife. I'm getting those midlife aches and pain. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. I'm telling you, they mm-hmm. ain't no joke. They ain't no joke. And then that between men, that pre-menopause, menopause, post-menopause, I don't know which one I'm in. I, I, I was just arguing with my girlfriend the other day. She was like, Victoria, you cannot be post-menopause. I said, well, that's what my doctor said. That's what she said, that I'm, in, I'm going through post-menopause. I haven't had the lady friend come and visit in three years almost, and I don't get the hot flashes like I do. My attitude has been well adjusted. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know how we get. I said, so I, I have calmed down a lot in this last year. And she said, I just don't believe that. I just believe you're menopausal. So I went back to the doctor the other day, and she said, yeah. You are postmenopausal, she said, but you can still have the symptoms come out of the blue at any time now. So don't get too comfortable with not having those Mm. hot flashes and attitude changes and all of that. She said, but yeah, you are postmenopausal. And I was younger when I started my lady friend. Mm -hmm. I was very Mm -hmm. young. So I guess that's why now that I'm 52, I'm in the post stage. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm like you in the sense that I started very young. I was nine. I Me remember too. that day like another. Yes, ma'am. Yes. But, um, I, you know, once I was diagnosed with breast cancer, the type of cancer I had was, um, it, it was, it grew, Lord, I'm, I'm tongue tied. Let me get myself together. Um, 
it was aggressive because it fed off of estrogen. Oh. And so once I finished all my treatments and chemo and radiation, I went for the hysterectomy. So I understand the postmenopausal. And, you know, I thought, you know, I was dealing with it well. I didn't think I was having any issues. But if you ask Mr., um, he would tell you something a little different. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought I was good to go. You know, and I have mood flashes. He was like, I beg to differ. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I will, I, I'm going to say on on the record, uh, hysterectomy, best surgery ever. I don't have zero regrets. Really? My sister had one. My oldest sister had one. And my other sister had a partial. And she mm-hmm. did say she wished that she would have went on ahead and had the full mm-hmm. instead of the partial. But what now... She, she... Go ahead. No, I was just asking, did she, what, kept, kept her ovaries? I think so. Is that what a partial is? Yeah. Well, it can... It, Sometimes you can keep your cervix and get rid of your ovaries. Sometimes you get rid of your ovaries and you keep your cervix. I have to ask her. I don't know. I know. I do know that my oldest, because she was telling me I was having some complications last year and they went mm-hmm. in and did a biopsy because they were concerned about cervical cancer. And the biopsy mm-hmm. came back good, but I was asking, you know, you know how we get, we start to ask all kinds of questions. And I was That's like, mean. do I have to have a hysterectomy? And she said, we have so many new things now. And mm-hmm. they did a laser surgery on me and did the biopsy after they did the biopsy and found out what they found out. Then we went in and they did a laser surgery to mm-hmm. uh, shave down the thyroids and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she was like, you know, back in the day, that was got doctors go to was automatically right. a hysterectomy. She said, we have so mm-hmm. many more different ways to handle it that you don't have to, that doesn't have to be your immediate choice. And I kind of was looking at her with the side eye because I was talking to my sisters and I was like, they was like, girl, she offered the hysterectomy. Go ahead and get it. It's going to be the best thing that ever happened to you. And I was like, well, y'all, she ain't telling me that. Well, should I be aggressive and push this thing? And she was like, honey, I promise you if we if it comes back to that after you come back in after we do the laser surgery then then we'll go that way she said but at at this point with the mm-hmm. laser surgery that they do it has been 99% successful and I just went for my one year last month mm-hmm. and she said you know everything looks great I was like praise God right, <laughs> I'm right. tired well, of laying good. on that cold yeah. table looking up in the air mm. <laughs> Girl, ain't that it? And and um, ladies, if you are listening, and not just ladies, anybody, if you are listening, take care of your health. Go for mm-hmm. your regular appointments, your regular checkups. You know, um, you know. Sometimes we as African Americans don't uh, take care of our health the way we need to. We don't have our regular checkups the way we need mm-hmm. to. Um, sometimes it's warranted, you know, because we have that fear. Because, you know, as people of color, historically, we have that distrust for doctors Mm -hmm. because of the way we were experimented on. Mm -hmm. And I know my grandmother used to always say she never wanted surgery. She said, said, as soon as that, as soon as that open you up and that bear hits you. That's what she, you know how, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, have those things. But um, yeah, just a, a, a quick reminder, take care of yourself, get your regular checkups, you know physicals, your feminine checkups, your your male checkups, whatever it is, take care of yourself. Yeah. I, I After we did our last Queen Tables talk, I had a lot of guests on from the triad. And that's mm-hmm. what I've been pushing. And one of the ladies, I was just fascinated by her, Anita Ford. She came on and she was talking about dementia. And she was talking yeah. about how it affects the brown, the black and brown communities greatly about our eating habits. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes we just chalk it up to our loved ones 
having dementia, Alzheimer's, and sometimes it could be something as small as getting their hearing checked, getting their eyesight checked, because we all have a little bit of memory loss, but don't just put them in that category. But it does affect us a great deal more than we actually think. And that kind of shocked me because I always thought it was something that just happened to the Caucasians, Alzheimer's, you know, Mm -hmm. and then my mother had dementia, but she only had a little I would say a touch of it. She would flicker in and out, but it never was. She didn't totally know where she was at at all times. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. she started to break it down with to me, she said, you know, think of it like candy. You got all sorts of types of candy. And that's how many mm-hmm. different uh, different cases of dementia that's out there. Not cases, but different names right. for for mm-hmm. types for yeah. it. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I was in awe of all of that information, just like you were saying about getting your checkups. Now they're talking about cervical cancer and breast cancer, except, you know, it's in the black and brown communities way more than we like to talk about. It is yeah, affecting us. I'm going to add even colon cancer to that. Mm-hmm. Um, just my aunt, you know, for her. Schedule colonoscopy. And I think this is the first time she's had one. Mm -hmm. And she is 65. So this is her, right, her first colonoscopy. And they discovered nine polyps. Mm -hmm. And the doctor told her, had she waited three to six more months, it would have been full bone cancer. Get out. So that's why, you know, one of the reasons I say, take care of yourself. Take care Mm -hmm. of yourself. I had my first one at 45 and I Mm -hmm. had three polyps last year they found I think it was between seven and nine and they were so large because of the fibroids they couldn't really see anything until they really got up in there and start cleaning it out I still have the photos and stuff I I got copies I was actually supposed to be taking them to my doctor but I kept them because it, it it's something we need to keep up with. Our health is so important. I remember my bishop saying a long time ago, he said, the only regret that I have is I didn't take care of my health when I was mm-hmm. younger. He said, that's right. the only regret that I have. And I think I was probably in my 30s when I heard him say that. And it's important for us to take care of our health, even though... yeah. We take things, we take, you know, so many things for granted and having, having received a big diagnosis, you know, when I received my breast cancer diagnosis, I'm a hypochondriac. Any little thing, I'm like, what is this? I'm going straight to the doctor. And I remember, um, what was, I think I have, it was a lump under my arm and it was tender. What number to ingrown hair, you know, as I found out, but you know, I'm immediately nervous. Mm. I'm a, immediately playing all these scenarios out in my mind. And he's like, baby, it's probably nothing. And, you know, you know, I know he was trying to talk me down. And he was and I and I told him, I said, you don't understand. It doesn't matter what you say. Having gone through this experience, mm-hmm. it's like, I, I guess, my form of PTSD. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anything come up and I'm like. Oh my God, what could this be? What is this? Let me go check it out. You know, I don't want to play worst case scenario, but I'm at the point now rather safe than sorry. That's right. That's right. And that stuff goes through your mind too, especially Mm -hmm. if you've been there and you've done Mm -hmm. that. That's kind of how I am with money and stuff like that because I was once homeless, even Mm -hmm. though I know now I know how to handle it, but when you're going through it and everything is going wrong, and I was thinking about that this morning, I said, if that was to happen again, I think that I would be able to deal with it. I wouldn't be okay with it, but if you've gone through it before, you kind of know what to expect. Not that you like it, (laughs) but you kind of know how to handle it. And it's always somewhere in the back of your mind when you go through trauma like that, you know, even I can't imagine. I was at, I just had my mammogram last month too, and it came Mm -hmm. back great. 
But when I was doing it, I was at the health fair and they had these, um, you know, the little, what, what do you call them? The, 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 the little breasts, the little plastic, different types of breasts and they have you feel them. Yeah. So and, you can and, tell mm-hmm. what the lump is. You know, one thing that I did not, I was not checking was right. the nipple. Right. And she and had me people- put my finger down in there to see mm-hmm. if I could locate the lump. And sure enough, it's mm-hmm. it's hard to tell. But sure enough, she had two different ones up there, one without a lump and one with one. And it was hard to tell, but I wasn't doing that all these years. And you know what? A lot of people don't realize, don't do the underarm check either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and talking about that, you know, saying having gone through something before, you know, if you had, if it happened now, you think you will be better equipped to handle it. It reminds me of, you know, what we talk about in Sunday school. Faith. And then when you have that faith, it gives you peace. Mm-hmm. Think about the, some of the things that we used to go through or uh, uh, something that something in your past that popped up and you are so consumed with worry, what's going to happen? I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. Lord, the woe is me. The tears, the sleepless nights. And you come out of it. Mm-hmm. Having gone through that a couple of times, I don't stress like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, you'll have some anxiety, but they all have, they say, experience is a good teacher. Mm-hmm. Once you've gone through some things a couple times, you realize, well, okay, yeah, this is not my ideal situation. This is not what I expect it to be. It's hard, but I'll get through it because think of all the things we thought we'd never get through mm-hmm. or we'd never get over them. Mm-hmm. And here we are, through them and over them. Yep. Here we are through them and over. You said exactly. that right, me. Exactly. And so knowing that gives me some peace that even when things come up, Stop, take a breath, and I have, I know I have to just wait it out. Mm-hmm. Speaking of taking a breath, how has the school year been for you? Well, you know what? It's been good. It's been good. A few hiccups, but overall, this has been one of my best years in a while. Wow. Um... I like that things are finally kind of getting back to normal post COVID. Mm-hmm. And I say that because the kids were out probably about two years collectively when you think about it. Mm-hmm. And when they came back, they were wild. Mm. And I can only imagine because think of us as adults and what we went through mentally mm-hmm. and how challenging it was for us. And then navigating it as a kid especially if you're a kid who is losing people around you because uh-huh. we had so much death. Um, they didn't have routines, normalcy, the schedule, uh-huh. and then the distant learning was, it left a lot to be desired. Uh-huh. So when they came back to the classroom, came back to school, it was wild. The behaviors were off the charts. Um, I don't know about, you know, where you are, but here during COVID, um, crime rate went up, Uh you know, everything. So last year, last year was rough, you Uh know, behavior wise. And I'm not going to say just at my school, I think across our district, I don't know about other cities, but this year they're, they're back into the routine. We don't see, and I know we, we're just a couple of weeks in, we don't see some of the behaviors that we saw that were just, it was chaotic. It was chaotic. So my year so far has been going well. Got a pretty good class. Things have been going outside of the bus situation here in our district. Uh, outside of that, it's been good. So I've listened yeah, to I, that. Yes, excellent. I listened to that last episode uh, that you guys did, and you were talking. You mm-hmm. guys were talking about the bus situation. I think that's all over because we've had some challenges here. Mm-hmm. I think I heard about some challenges in Florida, and that, and that 
they're there those my heart goes out to the teachers and the parents because both are going through they've got a lot of stuff going on in those florida school mm-hmm. systems right now they mm-hmm. do but i think a little bit all over i was just hearing that i think on the news i think i was looking at the world news or listening to something in my car and they were saying just about everybody is struggling with this bus situation trying to get people to to do the job to right. do the job absolutely and and i'll just be honest honest with you it boils down to the behaviors and the lack of respect mm-hmm. and even more so now the lack of strong consequences mm-hmm. for the actions you know back in the day when we were in school and coming up either you did or you didn't you were rolled up put out I put off, uh-huh. you know, out of the classroom, off the bus. Uh-huh. Parents had to, you know, after so often, parents had to come to a hearing uh-huh. to get you back either on the bus or in school after suspensions. We have moved so far away from that. Uh-huh. The, the teachers and bus drivers are scared of the kids, uh, the parents. And I, I hate to generalize, it's not all parents, but, you know, we have a different age of breed, you know, kind of parent. Um, our parents are younger now. Mm-hmm. Some of them don't have parenting skills. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, some of them are going through trauma. So their kids are dealing with that trauma as well. There are a multitude of factors, you know, that play into it. But it's the behaviors. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to drive a bus and, you know, you, you got the kids who won't sit down out of the seats or just disrespectful. We have the fighting. We won't even talk about inappropriate behaviors between the kids, you know, things that happen on bus. It's, it's so many different things. So many so it's, yeah, it's it's hard now and it's going to get harder unless they figure something out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And you know what? It's it's hard not to stigmatize. I, I think <clears throat> that's where I beat myself up the most when I have cer- certain conversations, especially when mm-hmm. I do my solo shows, because there's so much on my mind and I don't mean it in a disrespectful way or I don't mean it to always call out the young people, because mm-hmm. I do know that my generation my sister's generation in the er, er, earlier later 50s than I am and probably beyond that we did play a big part in that I was having a conversation with um, a young lady from senior services not Anita but uh, Frandy I just did a piece with them grandparents raising grandchildren Mm -hmm. and they have a support group and she did mention briefly that the opioid pandemic yes was a result of now grandparents becoming parents all over again and what do you do when you're looking forward to retiring you already got to contend with can I make my money stretch yeah or get a part-time job but now you're becoming a parent all over again to your grandchildren and she was saying that if the absentee parent is still somewhat involved in the child's life and don't have their act together then you Mm -hmm. got a whole nother set of problems and they had created that support group so when I say certain things I know it sounds like I'm always beating up on the younger generation but I include myself and say I dropped the ball if it wasn't for my mother doing everything that she could. My focus was, let me make some money. I want my kids to go to college. I don't want them to have to struggle like me. I want them to have the big Christmases and the birthdays and the this and the that. And my mother would always say, Victoria, mother, money does not replace love. And I always wanted to get the money, but everybody didn't have what I had. A praying mom, And she was in the teaching field. She was a a nursery school teacher and 
nursing degree behind her back. So she had all these things that qualify her to be a great caregiver in my absence. And I wouldn't blame it all on our generation because, of course, the teenagers and the young people, they have to take responsibility for their actions. And you know what you are aren't going to do out of your parents' sight. We all had one of those parents you know, you bet not touch that, or I bet not hear Miss Jones down the street saying mm-hmm. that V mm-hmm. did anything. <laughs> Victoria mm-hmm. did anything, but they have to start taking some responsibility when they're out of the eyesight. And, yeah, and just th- because you have a bad parent, does that make you a bad child? Bad? Are you going to grow up to be a bad adult? You know, my girlfriend said that on Freedom Fridays. I said, you're exactly right. We have to take responsibility for our actions. And then, you know, there are, like you said, a multitude of factors. There are parents who are out there getting the money because they don't have a choice. Yeah. They have to work two jobs. Mm-hmm. So, they, so they're not at home. Mm-hmm. But that's the only way that they're going to make it if they're doing it by themselves, mm-hmm. you know. And we won't even talk about inflation, how the cost of living has gone up, but wages have not. That in itself has bumped some people from um, lower middle class into poverty, mm-hmm. from upper class into lower middle class. The struggle mm-hmm. is real all the way around. Yes, it is. I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you, we, I'm, I'm feeling it. I don't know if you caught my episode. And that was one thing I caught the King's episodes uh, where he had Botop by Joe on mm-hmm. and he was explaining the difference between Hispanic, Mexican and all of that good stuff. And I really got educated on that. And I kind of beat myself a little bit up about that because I did that episode where, like you just said, we were lower middle class. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like we're struggling into poverty, you know? Yeah. And I'm not working right now. So my husband is a sole breadwinner and I was complaining about a certain race in particular. And I said, Hispanic, (laughs) (laughs) you know, damaging my property. And he educated me just by listening to that segment. There is a big difference. And I went on to talk to some of my other friends that are in the Mexican community now, I could say Mexican, Hispanic community, and they educated me a little bit more. And, you know, the point of it all was Victoria, in every race, in every culture, Mm -hmm. you've got some that's not going to represent the culture the way it needs to be represented. Just looking in the African-American community. That's what you're fighting for is to see a little bit more respect right? and a little bit more responsible behavior mm-hmm. with your social media pages. I don't have a quorum with social media, but it's all in how you use it. I just had That's to chastise somebody about tagging me in some stuff. And I said, you know, respectfully, if you mm-hmm. listen to my show or if you follow my social media page, there's certain things you know I don't do or say. So please mm-hmm. don't tag me in the shenanigans. Right. If right. you follow me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, like you, it was a learning experience for me. I was educated on things that I didn't know, that I didn't realize, that I didn't understand. And then how things change over time. And, you know, as we get those years under our belt, mm-hmm. what we were taught at one point is different now. Mm-hmm. And it was also... An eye opener for me, every culture experiences the, some of those same issues. Uh-huh. You know, listening to him talk about those issues, man, that's not what we do. That doesn't represent us. Oh, so y'all have, you have the same problems we do. Uh-huh. Yeah. We have more in common than we like to think if we stop focusing so much on the differences. Absolutely. 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 Mm-hmm. And I see that in a lot of things. In a lot of things across the board. I may not like some of the things that you like, but that does not mean that you are a bad person. It just means your interest is somewhere else than mine are. And I please don't force it on me. We talked about, I was talking to my aunt about religion mm-hmm. and being spiritual mm-hmm. and the breakdown of that. That's become a big thing. I was listening to some other young ladies and one of them said, affirmations is her thing. Mm -hmm. She doesn't, you know, 
religion and spirituality is a little bit messy for her because of the way she was raised. I can't mm-hmm. knock you for what you believe or what you want to believe in yourself, but it's that respect right. line that mm-hmm. I think that across the board in all cultures, that's something we need to take it here to. We need to respect each other. Yeah, we spend too much time wanting to put someone else down because they don't agree with the way we think or the or um, do what we want to do or take our... Just because it's not what you would have doesn't necessarily make it wrong. We can agree to disagree respectfully. Uh-huh. It doesn't have to be an argument. Uh-huh. Okay, well, you you feel how you feel. I feel how we. I feel. Let's move on. Uh-huh. You know, it's just everything doesn't have to be a big debate. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. I think that's where I'm at in life. Trying not to be to make everything a debate mm-hmm. and just focus on what I can change. Focus mm-hmm. on what means that what's important to me. Mm-hmm. Irregardless of, I don't want to say irregardless of who like it or who don't because that sounds so brash, but um, regardless of who likes it and who don't. <laughs> sometimes it just is what it is and sometimes we need to just say it how we say it. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. I mean, I don't I don't know. I guess I'm I'm still in help mode. But now I'm pulling back. That was a conversation I was having with my auntie. I said, I'm kind of pulling back because I'm a little bit frustrated with my community. I'm a little bit frustrated with how not to change minds, just to get you to participate more in the things that you complain about so much. And you see people out here trying to make a difference, but you don't want to join forces, but you want to continue to complain about it. There are some people who live to complain and it doesn't matter what. And I tell you that social media has made it so easy to become an expert or to have a soapbox or to everybody to... um, have their valued opinion uh-huh. you know spoken from the mountaintops uh-huh. um yeah I had to pull back you know going through all the drama we were going with the start of school because just looking at some of the conversations via social media and then the people who have so much to say but don't have a dog in the fight uh-huh. You know, and that brings me to something that I wish more people would realize. Our lives are, they are our lives, but it's not about us. If you are living life and you are not helping somebody in whatever capacity, whether it's individually, through an organization, through volunteering, whatever it is, you have to be giving back to to someone else. Um, And for me, really in order for life to be valuable, because it's not just about us you know there was a world and all these lives before us we have children grandchildren our nieces and nephews or godchildren or whatever we need to make this a better world for them we need to instill the compassion and the kindness into them me I was a child who had it not been for others giving back and pouring into me, whether it was individually or through an organization or a program I was involved in, I wouldn't be who I was today. Uh So realizing that I have to give back. Teaching is one way I give back, but I used to volunteer. Uh Even Even as a high school student, I used to volunteer. 
I volunteered at the children's hospital or I used to um, volunteer in Black Achievers. I went to Black Achievers in high school and I got a scholarship to help me go through college to get my degree. So yeah, I can go back and I can volunteer in this program and give my time one or two Saturdays a month for a certain amount of time um, through my sorority. But whatever avenue, everybody needs to take it upon themselves to find a way to give back, to pour back into the community, the world, help someone who doesn't have or doesn't know. That's what makes it purposeful. Mm-hmm. There has to be more. And I just wish more people would take on that, you know, mentality or or that charge for themselves. I do too. Which brings me to a question just listening to you. Mm-mm. You know, I sound like most of the time that I'm beating up our young folks. I know some wonderful young people. Mm-hmm. They're doing some amazing things. I certainly take my hat off to the African-American boys and girls, young men and women that did go to college. I went to a two-year technical college. Then I went to beauty school. I never finished. So I definitely take my hat off to those individuals that did go to college. They're doing some amazing things. Sometimes I feel like it's more bad, though. It's more bad behavior out there outshining the good young men and women. What do you think about that? I agree because that's what the public, the media focuses on. And, you know, I say it all the time, and I hope I don't come across as a conspiracy theorist, but the media creates our narrative. Yeah. You know, I for a while I had to quit watching the news uh-huh. because yeah, you focus on. There's got to be equally as much good as there is bad, but when all the focus is on the bad and you don't give that same airtime or that same um, attention to the good, that's why we feel that way. Uh-huh. All right. Think about all the things that we know of or that we see behind the scenes that goes on in communities or other organizations that we never see on the TV, that we never hear about on the radio. That's not um, highlighted on social media. Uh-huh. There is a lot. But we, I mean, there, there, is a, there is a narrative to be had. I think when they started that whole, and this is in the celebrity world, Oh, negative publicity is better than no publicity at all. People took that and ran with it. Mm-hmm. And I, some, I sometimes feel like that in our field. I know a lot of us in this world that we're, we live in this podcast world are doing a lot of good things. We're putting a lot of good information out there, whether it be for the community or for somebody that personally can relate to whatever your topic might be for that episode. And I don't think that it gets the amount of attention. We have to work twice as hard to get the positive message out there and hope it does not fall on deaf ears, but versus somebody can come along with a topic that may not be so positive and you may not understand the conversation. You may not can't even understand the conversation for all the swearing going on, but it gets more light shed on it than the stuff that really matters. You know, the Hawaii fires, things like that. I mean, 800 and some people are still missing. Missing. It's when I really started reading the articles and watching the news clips. Devastated is just too light of a word to kind of even describe it. Uh Um, It gave me, it took me back to, you know, all those feelings and emotions watching the coverage from Katrina. Uh Uh Listening to those people being interviewed saying they didn't know which way to go. Uh Um, People literally having to jump 
out of the cars trying to run away from the fire. Mm-hmm. Some of them thinking they were running away from the fire, were running into the fire, but it was coming so fast from all directions, didn't know where to go. The people jumping into the river just because the heat, to escape the heat. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they showed the images of the road with just cars, bumper to bumper, charred. Mm-hmm. You know, listening to you I don't talk about it right now, I got a lump in my throat. It, Just, I don't even think they know the multitude of the death that was caused. And then to add insult to injury, the emergency warning system wasn't in place. When the fires got out of control, they didn't cut the power. A lot of the pa- the wind was, you know, fueling the flames. Like, yeah. Taking there. A lot of the power lines were coming down. We're talking about live wires uh-huh. causing even more that, you know, even more fire. Uh-huh. A lot of the death and destruction could have been avoided. I feel the same way. And a lot of heads are going to roll. Because draw the ball was dropped in a major way. Oh yeah, a major way. And I'm sure there's so much more that I don't, you know, I don't even know. Because you know, yeah. I just get bits and pieces of you know what I've read. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, yeah. it is sad. It, it, I was watching a little bit of it earlier today, and they were trying to say that they got it under control. No, it's not. It, it, excuse me, and like you said with the media putting those narratives out there. They mm-hmm. fan the flames and, and and no pun intended to be funny. Mm-hmm. And they talk about it for days and days and days and days and that's all you see. But when they're ready to put out the fire, they're on to something else. And this topic still is a major thing. This is this is still something that it is affecting people's lives on a daily but now it's no longer 24 or 48 hours fresh. So let's move on to something else. Let's move on to this shenanigans that we have with that fool. Mm-hmm. We won't even. We won't and even we ain't even going to leave that. Or his entourage. <laughs> well, and just and just even the fact that the UK, Ukraine, and Russia, mm-hmm. the way that's still going on, still going on. We're talking about. Over a year later, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they cut the coverage for that along. And I get it because we, you know, we get inundated. Yeah. But sometimes it just, I don't know. I don't even know. But You have you to get. listen to the NPRs of the world to get what you want if that's your thing and I'm like you I mean my husband he looks at the world news and every news station every minute of the day I have to turn it off because I'm so sensitive it bothers me like when you were talking about it you know it's heart wrenching when you care when you Mm -hmm. actually care when you start Mm -hmm. to think about so many things that we as people take for granted so many things like our young people take for granted and you're trying to beat these things in their head it is a better way right. it's a better way to perform it's a better way to handle that situation and sometimes like I get defeated sometimes I have to go to back to the drum board me and my aunt was talking about that this morning actually in Bible study and she said Victoria you don't know I said I don't know if I'm gonna continue podcasting I said, I feel like my best, bigger calling would be me putting and volunteering somewhere instead of trying to create this following for us to go Mm -hmm. out and help in the community. And she said, don't you dare. She said, you never know whose life that you're impacting that you don't know about. You just Mm -hmm. keep doing what you're doing and let God come along and do the increase. You want to do everything yourself. 
because you feel like you it's a need here and it's a need there and I do and we do get like that as people I wish we could have a little bit more of our our compute our community the, the faces that look like us just slow down a little bit I guess that's what I'm saying stop look at it be aware of what's going on around you in your community in your world because that just that could have easily happened anywhere there are trees anywhere and not not to downplay that but it could have been easily your parents your children that are missing and you say that you think about the elderly mm-hmm. who couldn't move quick enough mm-hmm. to get away you think about um it's I just can't you know it's 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 a lot it's it a is. lot to even fathom to try to imagine just the scope of everything that happened mm-hmm. so yeah yeah mm-hmm. well yeah. we gonna keep pushing on and keep doing what we do we all need pep talks I think that's the thing of it if we could just learn to lean on each other a little bit more and compassion, kindness, kindness. That's the one thing I push to my kids every day. They know the one thing I can't stand, mean people. And I always be kind, you know. I always have to tell them, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. They talk so rough to each other. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just, you know, the little shoulder touch. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. You know, so quick to to uh, quote unquote pop off you know (laughs) it's just kindness 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 and we have to start young young and just I drill it into them all year when they you know when they when they're with me they know the one I don't deal with mean people I don't deal with that drama y'all not gonna start that and I'm always harder on the people who who instigate oh yeah than the yeah. people who who actually get involved because why are you stirring it up? Mm-hmm. You know, so like I said, my part of my job is to instill that kindness, compassion, and then if you catch yourself not doing it, you feel some kind of way. You get that voice in the back of your head, mm-hmm. you know, that conscious. So yeah, it goes more along. than a teacher fee. You're a psychiatrist too. <laughs> Some days I come home and just uh, I don't, you know sometimes you have to peel off the day. Yeah, you have to peel off the day. Yeah, because you know our babies, our kids go through so much that that we don't realize sometimes. When they um, one of the one of the assignments that I gave my my parents or I call them their um their adults. Because, you know, now families don't look the same as they used to. So I have to be careful with even saying parents. And it's, I send it home uh, to the loved one of, and I put the kid's name. And so it's a letter from me telling, you know, asking them, letting them know you're your child's first teacher. You're your baby's first teacher. What is it that you want me to know about him or her? And just so far, I've only gotten about six letters back, but they, I mean, it just, it gives you so much Mm -hmm. before I even really get to know these kids. Mm -hmm. And it helps me with how to handle them, how to deal with them. You know, what kind of love they need, Mm -hmm. what kind of attention they don't need, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I think that's wonderful. Definitely more than a job. (laughs) I spoke about this. That's one I signed up for. And you do well at it. I hear the passion in your voice, even just listening. That's one thing I love about you guys show that, you know, you tackle hard topics, you tackle real topics, and the passion. I see the passion for all of us striving to do the same thing. You said something earlier about everybody having a platform and a microphone. And that is so true now. 
I probably, I think I got into this world a little bit late. I'm coming up on a year. But now that it's been discovered, I think people discovered it during the pandemic, which we still are in. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And now it's getting even bigger as 22 and 23 has come in and out. You see more people having platforms in different areas, whether it's YouTube or podcasting. And and we do sit on our soapbox and sometimes we judge. But I kind of feel like do it for the right reasons. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody's not a psychiatrist just because you had some therapy. Everybody's mm-hmm. not a teacher just because you taught a course. Everybody's mm-hmm. not a preacher just because I'm married to a preacher. Mm-hmm. But I can only do my small part in telling my experience without trying to prejudge someone else. And you know what? I attended a women's uh, luncheon conference last weekend at my former church. And the speaker, she's one of my JCPS teacher colleagues, but it, it was basically use your passion to drive your purpose. If everybody has that platform and that microphone, use your pa- passion to drive your purpose. Mm-hmm. Use it for good. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has a different, you know, quote unquote ministry. You know, this mm-hmm. is not my expertise. Find what is mm-hmm. and, and work through that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been focusing on. I noticed I took, uh, I was telling my aunt this, I said, you know, with my walk with Christ and it's my faith and my belief and I wouldn't try to dare push what I believe on anybody, but that's what I'm passionate about right now. Mm -hmm. So my show has shifted a little bit. I'm putting more attention on morning inspirations Mm -hmm. than actually just getting on the mic and really not having anything to say unless it hits me but that's where my passion is that's where I'm on fire at and -hmm. I don't know I'm hoping that it still burns as brightly as it does right now but I don't feel bad about it in the beginning when I first started Morning Inspiration I caught a little bit of flag when it started running more than two minutes then I said, well, I'm going to push, I'm going to give myself 10 minutes mm-hmm. just to tell everybody, okay, it may not be two minutes anymore. Now it's running like 20, 30 minutes and I get it. But I had to take a step back and say, this is what you love. This is what you love talking about. Mm-hmm. And that what that's what makes you unique in particular. And just mm-hmm. because your circle is full of many fabulous people that talk about many different things and they may not want to hear you talk about your heavenly father. Those that will will listen. Those who don't want. But this is bigger than mm-hmm. them. This is you being true to you. Absolutely. So I think it's nothing wrong with having your platform as long as you're true to what you're passionate about and not trying to be Fiona the teacher or, or me trying to be Will the minister. That is his calling. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I tell everybody, that's not my calling. I don't desire, don't call on me in church. <laughs> I do not desire to stand up, but I will be obedient to my heavenly father what that being said I love the stories the old testament to me is just a roadmap to life everything that went on we go through whether it be family drama sister drama brother drama eating clothing it's all Mm -hmm. been done before and to me and I love to read I love to read anything you put in front of me. So I like going down those, as your husband would say, rabbit holes. Rabbit let, me find, <laughs> let me find, <laughs> let me see what they mean by this. Let me find another book to see if it'll break it down. And I think that you're right in that. If we stay in our lanes and be passionate about the things that we want to be passionate about, and also caring, putting that compassion out there, showing we all heard that saying action speaks louder than words Mm -hmm. and I think all of us including myself I'll tell myself all the time you have too many words put it in action Mm -hmm. 
I think we... And the thing is, that compassion you have and that grace you extend towards others, extend to yourself because as we grow, we change. Mm-hmm. And so what your morning inspiration was a year ago is different than it is, than it is today because you are not the Victoria from a year ago. Mm-hmm. You are today's Victoria. Mm-hmm. And so your message is going to reach who it needs to reach. People are going to come in and people are going to fall off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, we just have to be okay with that. We have to be okay with that. I just, I want to live in a bubble with all the people that's okay with that. <laughs> well, Queen, I guess we've chopped it up enough, huh? It was good. I enjoyed it. I, I definitely did too. I, I did too. I enjoy and, it. And like I say, anytime. Anytime. Yeah. Well, we got September coming up and I definitely, the Queens that are missing has definitely said they're definitely going to be here in September and we can see what kind of shenanigans we can get into and mind other folks' business. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, as as you are enjoying Virgo season, Libra season is coming up and oh, I'm here for it all, baby. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. Well, I'm going to be cheering you on. I, I'm I'm going to enjoy this thing. I'm not going to celebrate my birthday every day, but I'm going to take advantage of, of, of Virgo season until after the 22nd until. of September. <laughs> until, until you get tired of it. I feel like, hey, you can take the whole month if you want to. I know. You can I take know. the whole month. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you, Queen. And, you know, I didn't do this the last time and I beat myself up. Tell everybody where they can find you and the king. Okay, you can find me and my king, my better half, my love bug, my bu- okay. Um, we are with the <laughs> thing about us podcast, and you can find us at on all podcasting uh, platforms: Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Good Pods, and so on and so forth. The thing about us, um, yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, we talk about the things about us, relationship wise, and it is good. And- at a <laughs> well guys I'm going to do it for Chronicles of a Virgo Shakita uh, you can find her on all listening platforms uh, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube TikTok, she's TikTok queen um, and as well as Catch These Vibes you can check them out on all those platforms um, as well I didn't give them the opportunity to do that. We was having so much fun the last time. I do want to spread the love, but it will be in the show notes and it is in the show notes. Until next time, kings and queens, we are out. I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. All right. Yeah, have a good one. Peace and blessings, guys. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Victoria J. from 12th Street Talk Back, where transparency is our love language. You guys know transparency is very important to me because I believe it's the key to communication as well as bridging the gap in our community. Bridging the communication gap amongst our generation has been near and dear to my heart for a very long time. I've been working feverishly to spark the hard conversations in our community. As the world changes, people change, things change, and life experiences change us. Sometimes it can be hard to express yourself to the ones you love. We all suffered during the pandemic, some more than others. Emotions can be like a roller coaster. That's why I'm grateful to BetterHelp. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it is 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed 
and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling, flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash 12th Street. That's better. H-E-L-P dot com slash 12th Street. I've also linked them below in the description. Let's bridge the communication gap together. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I receive commissions for referral to BetterHelp.